Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 140 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. Now, this is a, an episode, Robert, that I have to be honest, I'm not quite sure how to approach it because I am. Oh, you okay? Well, something you may not know about me, Francis, is that I take sucking up to the level of being an art. Okay. And hosting your boss on the podcast that he pays for is a no-brainer. Okay. I'm not saying we shouldn't have Carlos Otal on FedHeads. Carlos obviously has been on the program before. Uh was my co-host when you were not able to join us for I think it was Carlos at the AGA Association of Government Accountants uh, a couple of years ago and I remember teasing you Robert when I came back I'm like your days are numbered because he loved co-hosting that show you're bringing up the darkest moments of, of, of our of our 140 episodes that's right the podcast that's right because because I think you were actually sweating it because you listened to you told me later you listened to those episodes and you're like he, you weren't kidding he loved he loved being on that show did you see the logo? They did their own, they did a separate logo, like his his own fed head head. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, I sat across the table from him when he did it. I could see how much he was getting into it. Next thing you know, he's going to want stickers. He was. Well, and you know what? Since he's paying for him, I guess that's his deal. <laughs> Carlos Otal, let's stop talking about you and talk to you. First of all, thank you very much. I'm going to suck up to you for a minute too. Thank you very much for not just supporting this podcast by paying for it, but thank you for the way that you tweet about it, the way that I know you talk about it, because people come to me and they say, Carlos was going on and on about this. Thank you very much for helping us put this out because we tell the guests sometimes before we go on, we take the material seriously, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. And Robert came up with that line. I love that line. And, in the space in which we all live, there's not a whole lot like that. A lot of the material that's out there that's meant to be what this program is, which is useful to people and not just a goof, it's either one or the other. And so we really appreciate that you continue to facilitate us doing this. Welcome. It's great to have you back on the program, Carlos. Well, it's an honor, as you know. I, I could not be, I, I may be the biggest fan of the fed heads and and of both of you uh personally i i thoroughly enjoy hanging out with you all and so this should be a lot of fun um and as you know I, as i mentioned to you a little bit ago francis uh i'm i'm super excited that you're gonna have two carloses in a row yeah the you're, you're the second one in a row carlos rivero of uh commonwealth of virginia was on last week first chief data officer in the history of the commonwealth of virginia now the issue is and maybe this is something that we should all work on, but we need to identify more Carloses, don't you think? It could never hurt. Let, let, let's, let's see if we can set a record for the number of Carloses in, in a year. Should, should, uh, we, should we just do all Carloses this year? Is that possible? Get, sure, it's possible. Sure, it's possible. We might get outside of our traditional topics, I would say. I have proposed on a number of occasions on Government Matters having an all- first name show various of them and we've achieved it twice i think we had two guests out of the three that had the same first name 
and we weren't able to pull up, or or somebody got somebody had better judgment and decided they didn't want me to actually go on the air and say it's an all David show. But have you ever noticed, Francis, like that nobody ever says Rob, like everybody says Robert Shea, like like it just goes together, like one word hyphenate, right? Robert Shea. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes, that's very true, and and I do the same thing. I don't do it on television. But I do it off TV when I'm referring to him to someone else. That's what I always say, Robert J. Hey, guys, I'm right here. I'm still here. No, we know you're here. We know you're here. We spent the first two minutes of this program talking about Carlos, and he's sitting right there. So why should this be any different? I'll get a shift eventually, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. We're not going to let him say the words that we don't. We know we don't want him to say. No, he'll he'll work it in at some point. He'll work it in at some point, Carlos. If, if, you, if you used it, you wouldn't have to say all those words at the same time, just one word. He always works them in at some point. In, in, with the, with the slightest... Carlos brought it up this time. Well, with the slightest or with no provocation, always brings up the C word. At any rate, let's get to the point. It, it's great to have you here, Carlos. Thank you for coming on. You are Robert's boss, and that means you oversee... Uh, the public sector business uh, for Grant Thornton, and you you uh, coordinate all of this. What have you seen business wise since the beginning of March last year, when everybody started a lockdown? What difference has this made in the way that you do your business, and has this made a difference in what you do in the ways that you want to try to serve clients, the services that you want to provide for clients? I guess the first thing I'll say is just you know you saw government not skip a beat right and we've seen this in other in other events but to see it at the scale that we saw government not skip a beat of moving to remote and putting the technologies in place not just for um government employees but also for the contractors right to make sure that they had the support that they need so um that was one of the main that's my big takeaway right was that the business of government and government was 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 more ready for something like this than I think they even thought that they were. So we didn't see any degradation in services. In fact, what what we saw a couple of months in was an increase in productivity. And I don't think that's just a government thing or you know anything. I think all all organizations, you know, were really seeing an increase in productivity. But it was it was noticeable, um, both in quality and I think a lot of that was the ability of for people not to have to to take that commuting time um but that was also then balanced with the um you know the parents who had kids at home who were home you know were, who were doing virtual learning and everything and having to balance that so you know we saw a number of things that have impacted um you know the business and and our clients um but we've we've weathered through that um so I, and I and I think that's that was my my biggest takeaway. And I think some of those things are not going to change. I, I think we're going to continue to see, uh, you know, the remote outweigh um, the in person. I told you, Francis, that I've taken sucking up to an art. Yes, um, and you have. I want to. You were correct. I want to. I want to give Carlos some kudos. You know, in a crisis like this you're always reminded that you need to communicate, you need to over communicate to your employees. So we had situation, we got like 1200 employees in the Washington DC region. Uh, we had the pandemic and all of the evolving emotions around that. We had racial strife 
in the summer. And then we had the riots on the Capitol recently. In each of those cases and in others, Carlos has hosted all hands meetings where we've had some of my most emotional experiences at a, at a business that I've had in my life where he's had people talk, but he's also uh, listened. And I think it has really fed the Grant Thornton family in a way that I couldn't have expected. It really has bonded us. It has saved people in a lot of situations. And I hope someday Carlos will be able to share those experiences more broadly because it really is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, example of exemplary leadership. So, Robert, you were right about one thing. You are a world-class suck-up. That's really, that's, I mean, because... I, I warned you. I warned you. No, because it, it was tremendously sincere, and yet, yeah, that was just that was just super high level. And the benefit that I Watch have, and learn. Watch and learn. Well, how do you decide when you're having those kinds of conversations, either broadly across the enterprise or with small groups of, of people that you lead or with um, maybe even a one-on-one, -on -one, how do you determine what's appropriate subject matter and what's the right thing to say in a particular situation or does it just kind of come from the gut and come from the heart and what's the, what goes out there goes out there you know i think uh francis when, when i reflect back i was asked this question you know what's the one thing you would tell your if you go back to february what's the one thing you would tell yourself today and uh, i said authenticity is underrated um i think you know, because we're working from home, because we're on camera, um, we're always now our, our phonic selves. People are, are in our houses, right? They're seeing us uh, in a different light. And I think um, for me, that's always been, uh, you know, one of the things that I've, that, that I've uh, strived to do. But it's just an, it's an imperative, right, to, to, to have that, that authenticity and be, be real. Um, and, you know, how do you know? It, it is a gut. It is like, if, you know, if I'm losing sleep over a weekend after seeing an eight minute video, um, you know, from George Floyd and I'm having a call because it's not just me. Right. And you take your cues. I take my cues from my, from my wife, Beth, right. If we're, if we're having this conversation, others are, uh, and then, you know, just listening. It is, it is really about listening and, and being in tune of what's going on um, and to bring people together. And these aren't conversations. These are conversations and discussions where it's not about me talking. It's about bringing people together in an environment and letting them talk about how they're feeling. It's very, it can be very cathartic. Um, we do, um, and, you know, as far as what you can say, we, you know, become experienced in the fearless conversation, right? And not holding back um, and allowing people that room to, to not, to, to say things that are really on their mind. And so um, I think if you can bring all those things together, um, you know, everybody's putting their listening ears on, everybody's being authentic. Um, and the, uh, in, in that we're not constraining the conversation, you're going to get, you're going to get the appropriate balance and, and get the results that you're really looking for here. Right. Which is that we've all come away feeling that 
that that sense of community that we're all in this together. We're in the middle of a transition. It'll continue for weeks. Tell me your perception of things and what your expectations are. What will you be watching? So it's going to be an interesting, you know, a more interesting transition, right, with what, with what's going on and, and the latest impeachment. Um, but really, I'm focused on the business of government and really seeing how this administration comes out. And, you know, while they have their priorities, economic stimulus and, um, and the pandemic, there's still many other things that, that, that biz, you know, the business of government needs to do. So looking at what's going on, for example, in the state stimulus and the dollars that are flowing there, um, I think more transparency um, we should see, you know, kind of coming back to the Recovery Act days and a focus on the fraud, waste and abuse around the stimulus dollars and just doing everything we can to make sure that the dollars are going to where they need to go. Um, and then, you know, I'm really excited about what we're hearing about transportation and infrastructure and, and the like. And I think we're hopefully, I'm hopeful that we'll see more bipartisanship in Congress to get some of these things moving forward. Um, so I think having two former senators in the White House, you know, will be really helpful to understanding, you know, how the gears of government uh, and how to get them going again. What do you think will be the most important thing that leaders should think about, given all of those potential changes that you just talked about, when they also start to think about coming back to whatever the next normal looks like? We talked a little bit before we started recording about the idea that I keep reading that a lot of business leaders think Q2 of 2021 is when people start to come back to the office. Vaccines roll out more broadly. Uh, there is a general uh, sense in, among the population that people are tired of this way of living and they want to go back to as close to normal was before as possible. What does that look like in your view? What are you planning your business around business looking like and being conducted in, say, September or January of 22? What does that look like in your view, Carlos? I do think it's going to be closer to September before we're really back going to offices and the like. I, I kind of use Google as my barometer. I figure, like, these guys got a ton of data. They, if there's anybody that knows, like, kind of, you know, what's going on, it would be Google. And Google said they're not opening up their offices until September at the earliest right now. They've, you know, they, they were talking July a while back. Now they've even pushed it out to September. Um, so I kind of use that as my barometer of where, when we think some normal. And I would just tell everybody to keep watching that. I do think it's going to be closer to January before we get, you know, back and we're sort of back in full swing. Um, we're still going to be in an environment where, we will, while we will have vaccines, you know, there's still going to be, you know, us, we're going to be working through that. We're still going to be wearing masks. We're still going to be doing these things because not everybody can get the vaccine, right? So I have a, a 14 year old um, who's asthmatic and that's just, you know, right now it's, you know, so even if my wife and I get the vaccine, all, we still have to maintain and do all the same things we were doing before we got the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And so how long will it be until that, all, all those things kind of get to, to some semblance of being normal? 
Um, so, but I think it's just about being agile and flexible. And I think certain areas are, may, you know, be able to go back sooner than others, depending on uh, the situation. And I think we, we've all proven our ability to be agile uh, in this environment. And I think we'll, we'll flex with the situation and with, with what the needs are. Um, and just, you know, but number one, make sure that our people are safe. The big question is the next time we get together, we'll have Carlos on again. We'll have to do it in person. That sounds like that's sometime between the September, January range. Yeah. I don't think we'll be able to, I don't think we'll be able to wait that long. You know, it does we, mean we, we, he will be able to fill one of those Carlos slots. Well, I mean, he can, I can't wait for the day. I can't wait for the day that we can get together again in person. But you know, these are things that, in fact, I just had one of our um, one of our colleagues over, Robert. But we were outside, you know, had a little fire fire pit going, and um, grabbing some lunch and catching up, you know, more than social distance. And you know, yes, there's snow flurries outside um, in my backyard, but I, I find those those interactions, you know, to be increasingly necessary. Um, so I, I cannot wait till the three of us and, and others can get back together, have a drink, um, enjoy each other's company and, and just one just drink about the arcane of government. Just you know? one drink. A drink fair. or two, okay. drink or two, maybe a cigar. Okay. All right. as fair, well. fair warning. Fair warning. I, I was a hugger to begin with. This is going to send me off the charts. You may want to warn HR. <laughs> I would think this would make people less of a hugger. Is it just because you you, you crave that at the? You miss it. You really you, yeah. you really miss you miss being with people. Okay. Right? All right. Well, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would. If I were in your shoes, Carlos, I would go and run off a whole bunch of copies of the forms that are necessary for HR. I, I would start <laughs> doing that now. Um, listen, I just have the investigators standing by. I think it's a great idea. Thank you very much again for the way that you support and endorse this program. It's great to have you on here, and it's great to get your thoughts about what you anticipate for the rest of this year. And God help us, this will be a better year than 2020 was. Thank you very much for coming on, Carlos. Great to see you. Thanks, Carlos. Thank you, and thank you both for um, treating us every week to the arcana of government. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.